Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I am sorry to report that this is Unfeatured Articles. Hello and welcome to Unfeatured Articles, the show about delving deep into the obscure and weird articles that Wikipedia has to offer. We're all about them. And who are we? Well, let me tell you. My name is James Keogh and joining me today, uh, as always, uh, we've got Riley McNamara. Thank you, James. And Curtis Lang. Guess who's drunk again or hungover, either or. Is it you? Yes. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, my I've friend. Done it again. Which one though, drunk or hungover? Yeah. Hungover. I, I'm hungover, but I'm so hungover that... I said drunk. You've you've gone. You've cycled We've back. Gone full yeah. yeah, yeah. We recorded this this episode in the same session that we did last time. So hopefully the massage that I uh, Ooh, mentioned yeah. uh, that Zane is gave me is a wonderful in. masseuse. Yeah, I'm still feeling pretty limber. All right, that's good. Good. You'll need it for all the high kicks. All the we've high. Got. It's a very physical podcast. It's a stunt based podcast. It's a very visual medium. All the stunts, all the time. It's true. Let's talk about the show. What do we do? We well, I said what we do. We go into Wikipedia. It's true, we do. We find, we each bring an article and we we talk about it. We talk have some bands and we shit on them a little bit. Ooh, just, that's our scat podcast. That's the scat version of this podcast. We don't talk about that. Unrelated one. to my cat podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> this cat podcast. I, and then I have a scat podcast where I talk about jazz. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so many podcasts. So many layers. <laughs> so many layers. So let's just dive right in. Sexy, cool jazz. Sexy, <laughs> cool jazz. And also Ugh. shitting on people. <laughs> and also felines. Yes. Three of my favorite, favorite things. things. That's what I call it. When cool the dog bites. When, when the bee stings. <laughs> anyway, let's get, let's our get right podcast. Into it. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Yeah, this is uh, new. Man. This is new. I'm feeling this fresh for us. We're at episode 24, boys. That's it. Bro. Uh, we are so close to the end that I can see the tunnel. I don't have to spend every two weeks Saturdays with you. Whoa. That's the dream. No, that's kidding. We're going to start commencing recording season two like immediately after we Pretty finish season one. So, yeah. yeah. Very exciting. Why don't we dive right into it? What have you got for us, Curtis Lang? I have. Boys, i got a big old question for you. Ooh. How do you orientate your toilet paper? This Because there is a very big and heated argument on the internet about toilet paper orientation. There are two main schools of thought regarding toilet paper orientation. Zane (laughs) Zane has got some opinions. We'll jump to Zane, actually, for a little. We'll we'll get his opinion as well in a second. This is why you have to be limber for this podcast, because punches are going to be thrown. Punches are going to be thrown. Someone dies Um, tonight. (laughs) Now, there are two main schools of thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got the over-orientation, wherein you put your uh, your toilet paper roll on your little toilet paper holder Mm -hmm. so that the the toilet paper goes over the top and you pull it down the front and you pull it from there. Yes. The other school of thought is you put it on so the... Uh, the end of the paper goes around the back, yep. over the over the top, round the back, underneath, and you pull it from underneath out. Mm-hmm. So, boys, I'm going to need from you right now. Over. Which one did over? Over. Curtis, all right, we're going to count to three, and we're both going to say what else is. Okay. Zane looks like he's about to punch me. 
Riley, you, you count us in. Three, two, one. Ambidextrous because I don't give a shit. Oh, <laughs> that's no fun. Way to be Pick boring. Pick a side. Don't be a centrist. You flake. All right. <laughs> Good. I liked that joke immensely. So, Zane, you like over, do you, under. You're an underman, are you? Ladies and gentlemen, Zane Weber. Zane Weber, our, our, our producer. Are you predicting that I'm an underman? Is well, these, you, you looked like you wanted to punch Riley when he said over. I think that's just Riley projecting. No, the one and Most only way to serve your toilet paper to the world is <laughs> over. Correct. Over. Okay. Yes. Yep. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Official position of the podcast, <laughs> toilet paper goes I'm over. I'm happy with that yeah. because whilst I did say I, I don't really give a shit, I would say I think, because I can't actually remember because I don't pay my much attention, but I think... I usually put it over. It would be inconvenient otherwise. Yeah. You're just like looking at the under. I am. Not, I'm not liking it. I'm not liking it. What's the name of this page? Uh, toilet paper orientation. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> Does I what it, it says on the label. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's very self-explanatory. But while you're searching that up, James, let's more. talk about it. Yeah. Toilet paper, when used with a toilet roll holder with an or- horizontal axis parallel to the floor and also parallel to the wall, has two possible orientations. The toilet paper may hang over, in front of, or under, behind the roll. If perpendicular to the wall, the two orientations are right, left, or near away. The choice is largely a matter of personal preference, directed by habit. In surveys of US consumers and of bath and kitchen specialists, 60 to 70% of respondents prefer over. Not so there enough. you go. That is the majority. Good. Not enough yeah. people think it should be over. That's yes. 30% of people Sounds at least like who are like wrong. We need to take a bit of a leaf out of Thanos book and just um, get them out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Half of the people? Well, just 30%. No, 30, to 40, 30%. 30 to 40%. Whatever. To be generous. Yeah. Um, so some people hold strong opinions on the matter. Advice columnist Anne Landers, who is, who's she? She's an uh, it was a pen columnist. name created by Sh- Chicago Sun-Times advice columnist Ruth Crowley. Whoa. So she had to like... It's a nom de plume. She had to do a pseudonym just yeah. for her it's such a contentious opinions. issue, yeah. yeah. Uh, said that the subject was the most responded to 15,000 letters. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> in 1986. <laughs> Amazing. And controversial, and it was the most responded to and controversial issue in her column's histories. Defenders of either position cite advantages ranging from aesthetics, hospitality, and cleanliness to a paper's con- uh, conservation. To, oh, sorry. From aesthetics, hospitality, and cleanliness to paper conservation. So some people say you save more mm. from going one way or the other. I would agree. The ease of detaching individuals. I would, to be fair, yeah, no, I would say I would probably going under. You'd save more paper than going over because no, the, the, I disagree. The the well, for me, the 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 I'm having a stroke. I can't remember the word. The instinct is to I would feel like I would just pull more on it if it was yeah. Over the top. I guess you can like if you pour at it, yeah, in an over position. If you're if I'm a cat, yeah. right? Hypothetically, I, you're a cat. I'm a cat. Yeah. I'm coming and, at this from the angle of a cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. As I do any situation, <laughs> of course. Whenever you got to ask yourself a big question, you say. What would I do if I was a cat? What would I do if I was a cat? How and Henry approach this? I pour at a roll of toilet paper. If it's yeah. in the over orientation, it's going to go quicker. Quicker, like it's, it's, yeah. yeah. But like under, under, I feel like it's going to like cycle back. Guys, I think I'm going to change my answer. No. I'm going to start doing it under and see Curtis what kind of difference Lang. I have. For the cats? Just yeah, for the just cats? Yeah, just for the cats. I do have a cat at the moment. It's true. Yeah, I've moved in with a roommate. The cats, the kitten's name is Smitten. It's adorable. Uh, Pretty damn I have cute. a 27-year-old like blokey bloke roommate and he's named his cat Smitten. It's very weird. Named his kitten Smitten. Kitten Smitten. No. 
Cam, I like I like Smitten. She's just very scared of me at the moment. Um, defenders of either position. Yep. So is there a pros and cons list? Because that's what well, I want to see. Um, I'm trying to um, arguments for over or under. The patent? What patent? The patent of the toilet paper? What's a toilet paper patent? I don't know. I'm going to look up toilet paper patent. It's, it should be on the thing. It should be on the thing, right? Ah, the Tilt-A-Roll is a swiveling toilet paper dispenser invented by Curtis... Oh. Huh? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> invented by done? Curtis B- Bats in 1996, a Dallas native industrial engineer. His patents on the invention summarizes designers an adjustable angle coupling secures the yoke to the mounting assembly and permits rotation of the yoke about an axis directed orth- orthogonally through the spindle such that the paper roll can be orientated to unroll paper either from over or from under the roll as desired. An inventor named Rocky Hudson demonstrated a similar device he called the TP Swivel to the producer of the television program Pitchmen in the late 2000, in late 2009. Another solution is to install toilet paper dispensers as in more common in public. Saying, why am I looking at this? Why have you told me to read this? It's a solution. Oh, here we go. Zane weighs in. Yes, Zane's weighing in. I have Good. lots this of opinions. Is, for the first time in our 24-episode run, Zane is going to... He's coming to take Seth names. Seth Wheeler's original 1891 US patent illustration right. of a toilet paper roll. Yes. It is presented oh. rolling overhand. Yeah, as God intended. As God <laughs> intended. Yeah. And now I leave you to your As it says mischief. in the scripture. That's that was like the 11th commandment. The OG <laughs> toilet roll. Toilet paper goes over your goddamn inbreds. <laughs> like God handed down the commandments to Moses and he was just like, now 10 of these are very applicable now. <laughs> but in about 2,000 years, you're going to need to wipe your bum with something. <laughs> when that happens... I don't know what you're doing now, by the way. Talk about this 11th one. You probably yeah. just use it later. Open this letter. When it's to, when you invent it's like a the time paper. Marty, yeah. it's a time capsule. Are you Marty McFly? <laughs> Ooh, I'd watch that movie where Doc sends like yeah. Marty a letter about how to do his toilet paper roll. <laughs> it breaks it down by sex and age. Yeah, jeez. Uh, 1989, they surveyed this. This is crazy. So males from the age of so this is so this percentage are the respondents who who roll their paper. Over. over, yes. Seventy-one percent of males aged twenty-one to thirty-four over. Eighty-one percent of thirty-five to forty-four over. Forty-five to fifty-five, sixty. Fifty-five plus sixty-three. Average sixty-nine. The sex number. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Can I read? Or I'll, I'll get so it seems th- like at some point when like they start reaching forty-five, it's like, well, life's downhill from here. Turn it over. <laughs> I'm gonna start pulling from the bottom. <laughs> Uh, Curtis, check out, um, it's three paragraphs below that graph, uh, starting with a pop culture, a popular culture. Go for it. I'm looking for it. A popular culture occurrence of a gender theory is found in the Weekly World News, a supermarket tabloid that runs outlandish stories for comedic effect. In the 2003 story, North Korea shocker, exclamation mark. Oh, no. This satirist um, news network claims that North Korean leader Kim Jong-il was secretly female. As supporting evidence, Kim supposedly watched the Home Shopping Network, is a member of Oprah's book club, and yells at staffers who leave the toilet seat up and hang toilet paper rolls outward instead of inward. <laughs> well, that's just very... Oh, 2003. There you have it, folks. Conclusive, Conclusive proof. Conclusive proof. proof. <laughs> oh, man. 
I just love the idea of Kim Jong Un, like Il. Kim Jong Il, watching the Home Network and and buddy is being a member of Oprah's book club. What have I got this reading week? the Ooh. secret? Just like, yeah. Oh, can't wait. Oh, buddy, <laughs> something about Kevin. Something about Kevin. <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin. That's the one. That's the one. Um, <laughs> my God. So yeah, there's just so much data on this um article about like class and politics like Sinron observed of his survey 60% of those who earn $50,000 or more prefer it to be over and 73% of those who earn less than 20,000 prefer under on what that proves I don't know but it sure is interesting <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> just I don't know it doesn't really matter does it but whatever so the follow up question to oh, this go. article yeah. yes do you sit or stand to wipe Sit. Oh, oh, wait, no. Okay, anyone mm. who stands to wipe is a fucking monster. Yes. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> now, hold on. You just That's just a recipe for getting poo on more <laughs> bits of your body. No, you you're right. Down, you sit down, you yeah. spread, you sit. you're just in your position where you've yep. got it all out of your system, yep. you reach down, you wipe. Mm, hold on. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold what on. Do, do? Yeah, do you yeah. go under or do you go around the back? I go around the back. I go, yeah. the back. I go down the front. Like between you your what? bits? Between my legs. I don't... Yeah. But I guess I'm a. Oh man, <laughs> it's not coming of, out. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, so like I do like between sitting and standing, I kind of squat up a bit and then go. Yeah. behind. Oh, you shift your weight. Yeah, you shift like, your you weight shift and, you, and you go behind. Yeah. See, like I can normal human. I go being. in front. No, see, that's, that's, that's then very, you're like your dick gets on your arm. <laughs> what? Because you're going in, but you're going over between you're your legs. You're worried about right? your dick getting on your arm. I mean, like a little bit. Why? Because I don't want that. How dirty is your dick? <laughs> no, it's not a matter of that. It's not a matter of that. It's just like, why would I want that to happen? Right? If I can avoid having my dick touch my arm, sure. <laughs> James, I think you need to become more familiar with your body. There's nothing wrong with your penis. I know. Hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. I know. Nothing wrong with your penis, buddy. Thank you. I've turned my chair around. I'm sitting yeah. on it. I've got my yeah. arms on top. Hey, bud. Oh, hey, Dan. <laughs> Okay, now I'm done. Yeah, this, there it is. This has been, I didn't intend for this. <laughs> I didn't intend this. I'm sorry, everyone. It's very important. It is very important. Very, very I important. Just feel, I, I feel personally like I can't get it all off. All your crevasses. All, all my crevasses if I wipe, go around the back and wipe. I feel like i got to go what around the What can you do underwards that you couldn't do? I get more reach. I get more reach. I guess. Are you also in danger of like putting your hand in the S bend or nothing wrong with that? We don't kink shame here. I guess. <laughs> How about you? Which way do you wipe? You go on the back? Yeah. All right. So as, as James said, you yeah. have to share this information if you don't want to. Riley doesn't want his dick touching his arm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not it's that it's so long, I'd probably do it either way. All right, fellas. <laughs> oh, boy, Riley Manamara. Oh, my word. <laughs> this, we've, we've gone we've, down a rabbit hole with this yeah. one. <laughs> Whew. All Man. right. See, I told you it's contentious, and it yeah. le- it's it's a it's a gateway to so many other contentious so many other things. things. It's a gateway drug. Yeah. Uh, Riley, what have you got for us? Oh, I didn't want to be done. Oh, what else do you have? Oh, I've got nothing. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just enjoying the the revelry. The revelry. <laughs> Such a thing. Jesus. Oh my Christ. god. Do we want to just call it there? That was a pretty high. <laughs> that was. Yeah. That was decent. Riley, right. bring us back down. I'm I'm gonna bring us way down uh, with the Iberian ribbed newt. Um, ribbed for your pleasure. Sorry. <laughs> Not really. Um, so the newt, um, Iberian or Spanish ribbed newt, 
is a newt endemic to central and southern Iberian Peninsula and Morocco. It's the largest European newt species, and it's also known for its sharp ribs, which can puncture through its sides. Oh, Fuck. damn. What? Um, this species should not be confused with the different species with a s- similar common name, the Iberian newt. So there is a key differentiation in there, in that one of them is <laughs> ribbed for its own displeasure, huh. and one is not. One's just a normal newt. One's just a newt in Iberia. Um so the the ribbed the Iberian ribbed newt has tubercle tubercles tuber tuberculosis. Yeah, it's got tuberculosis. We're very yeah. concerned about yeah. it. Um, it's un, it's very unfortunate. Mm. Um, no, it's got tubercles. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Why am I not good at this? Um, it's, those things running down each side. Mm-hmm. Though it's uh, through these, its sharp ribs can actually puncture. Oh, damn. Um, the rib the ribs act as a defense mechanism, causing little harm to the newt. That's oh. good. Um, mechanism could be considered as primitive and rudimentary system of envenomation, um, but it's harmless to humans, so that's good. Oh. Um, so, you know, if you go and try and pick up this newt and it like spikes you mm. with its spiky ribs. It's fine, you'll just get um, a prick. Yeah, it'll probably sting, but like it's not going to poison you or anything. Mm. Um, at the same time, it's pushing its ribs out. The newt begins to secrete poison from special glands on its body. Poison coats the ribs. Um, creates a highly effective stinging mechanism, injecting toxins through the skin into the predator's mouth. Jeez. Oh, damn. Um, so, yeah, this thing is like, there's a bunch of these kind of like reptiles that have really weird defense mechanisms. Yeah. Like there's some, I think it's a, I think it's like a chameleon or something, like an iguana maybe, but yeah. it like, it bursts blood vessels in its eyes. It sprays blood out no of its Jesus. If something's like attacking it. This it's is a mess. He sounds like he's got some social issues. <laughs> I bet he... I bet he, he wipes from the back. Wipe. Yeah, I've been touching my ribs like this whole time, but like imagine they're not going to burst out. Yeah, imagine they're just like out the Have side. Have you ever done like the- and then you just poison them? Ah, oh. yeah, it's like the weirdest superpower. Yeah, right. The weirdest. It's like so em- while- it's like emo Wolverine. So while it's while <laughs> the ribs are like coming out the side, yeah, it's putting toxins into the ribs and like making them these like poison spikes. Well, it secretes the poison through its skin. Um, and then the ribs puncture oh. through the skin. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> kind of like a poorly, so punctures, de- poorly designed Wolverine. It yeah. punctures through the skin, yep. gets the poison on them. Yeah. And then what? And then like, so pre- like it only does it if it's trying to be, if it's going to be eaten. Yeah. So like, like if predator is going to go eat it and then it does so that. So it does that and, and then inside the, the mouth. Yeah. And then the predator bites down on the spiky ribs that are like yeah. poison. Pokey enough to tear Jeez. through fucking... Um, the, its own skin, um, and then yeah. Do you have a picture of this creature. Um, it's pretty ooh, normal looking. One. It's just a. I think there's a better. Is it just a, a newty looking boy? Here you go. Looks oh, yeah. looks a bit funny. Um, does it? Is there a picture of, of it doing newt. its rib thing? <laughs> I don't know I don't if I want to look at that. it. I don't have that on here. I'm gonna Google it. Okay, Iberian ribbed newt doing rib thing. Did I see something about space in the article? <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, did they send one to space? What you saw, what you actually saw was the the um the caption on the picture, which was the Iberian ribbed newt in an aquarium on Earth. Aha! Uh-huh. So you could, inf- you could infer from that <laughs> that it did go to space. Uh, gentlemen, our kind producer has found a picture of it doing the rib thing. Excellent. Which we yeah. will f- put in the show notes. It doesn't. It's not very graphic, but like you can definitely see that they've punctured. Definitely uh, look gotcha, comfortable. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Um. All right. So yeah. Um, the space thing we'll yes. get to in a sec. Ha-ha. Um, one of the other crazy things about this um, is its sex determination. 
Um, so it's determined by regular sex chromosomes, which can be overridden by temperature. Oh, no way. Um, females have both the chromosomes. Um, males have two copies of one chromosome. Um, okay, so the, their chromosomes are Z and W, uh-huh. um, which are different from the human X and Y. Well, you'd hope so. Yeah, <laughs> you would hope so. Um, so females have the Z and Y. The males have two Zs. However, yeah. when the ZW larvae are reared at 32 degrees... Celsius mm-hmm. during partic- the regular temperature during particular stages of development from stage 42 to 54 apparently. Oh, they got they a lot of... Differentiate we just got the one. We just got puberty. They got 54 stages of development at yeah, least. That's rough. Yikes. Um, but yeah, so during those particular stages if they are reared at 32 degrees Celsius they differentiate into functional neomales. Mm. Okay. Wow. Because of the temperature. That's um, hormones play an important part during the sex determination process, obviously. Um, and the nudes can be manipulated to change sex by adding hormones or hormone inhibitors into the water in which they are reared. Um, aromatase, which is an estrogen synthesizing enzyme, acts as a steroid hormone, plays a key role in sex determination in many non-mammalian vertebrates, uh, including this particular rib newt. Um, it's found in higher levels in the go- gonad mesonophorus complexes in the ZW, um, more so than in the ZZ, um, although not in the heat-treated ZW. Hmm. Um, the increase occurs near the final stages at which the sex can be determined by temperature. So after stage 52, it's like a lock. Yeah. Or that's, stage 54. That's, that's when you got to submit. That's like... The that's, yeah, that's the that's deadline. The, that's the character creation lock button. Yeah, you yeah. You there. <laughs> um, so Man, that's, that's really interesting. That's interesting. Um, and as we mentioned before, these things have been to space. Um, they um, they were studied in space on at least six missions. Um, the first ones sent to space may have been in 1985 on board Bion 7. Uh, there were 10 newts that started out their journey um, with some other passengers. They had a couple of rhesus macaques. Um, Macaws, are, I believe. Macaw? Macaws no, are macaque. Oh, right. Um, a macaque is a monkey. Oh, um, that's right. Yep. Never mind. Um, and a bunch of rats, 10 rats. Uh, in an otherwise crewless Soviet satellite. Um, in 92, Bion 10 also carried the newts on board, as did Bion 11 in 96. Um, research was continued later in 96 um, on the Mir space station. Um, uh, one of the reasons they were chosen is uh, they're, they're a good model organism to start study uh, for the study of microgravity. They're a good model organism because of the female's ability to retain live sperm in her cloaca. For up to five months. Whoa. For a decent amount of time, allowing her to be inseminated on Earth and then later, when she's in space, have fertilization induced through hormonal stimulation. Oh, that's so interesting. I've, wor- I've like thought about this, right? So if like a person, if we sent like a man and a woman into space and the woman got pregnant and the space baby was born mm. in space and then like the space baby went back to Earth for the first time, right? Yeah. Would it be all like, whoa? Because like, would it? Would like? Well, we've all seen Wally. True. Wally. 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 But Wally. like, the Earth is like spinning, right? Yeah. And like hurtling through space, right? But like, <laughs> I don't know. if you're in Are a we? spaceship, how much weed have you had? Yeah. <laughs> Not enough to make this cohesive enough. Well, James, let me enough. tell you, uh, I was planning on doing it, uh, but episode twenty six. I'm going to be talking about sex in space. <gasps> yes. So we can have that conversation in much more detail. Good. Once I've explained the in intricacies of how we do it. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, like for to finish that off, the baby probably wouldn't. It'd probably hurt. It'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, I right. Imagine. Gosh, I feel bad for that hypothetical space baby. Yeah. Um, kid. Yeah, so these these little newts, these little newts um, can be inseminated on Earth. They can uh, be fertilized up in space. Um, another advantage of this species is their development is slow. Um, so all the key stages of ontogenesis can be observed from the oocyte um, to swimming tailbed embryos or larvae. Um, so basically, is that an oocyte? An oocyte. Spell? O-O-C-Y-T-E. C-Y-T-E. Let's bloody define this, shall we? A cell in an ovary which may undergo meiotic division to form an ovum. A good. So there you Ooh. go. It's part of uh, the uh, fertilization process. Nice. Uh, fertilization? No. Sure. The reproduction process. Yeah. Let's just put a more blanket term on. Does there? Does that stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah. So they looked at the ability. They looked at the newt's ability to regenerate. Because, um, like, obviously, as with a lot of these kind of like salamandery dudes, mm. um, they can regenerate. Like, they can grow back an arm. They can like replace heart tissue, brain tissue, sure, things like yeah. that. Um, it's actually faster in there in space. Oh no way! Yeah. Huh. Um, and it it's doubly as quick when they're in the early stages of their life. Like they've like it works out about two times the regenerative, um, or half the time it takes them to regenerate. Basically, mm. um, they've also studied them in zero gravity in space. They studied them in hypergravity. Um, so they studied them in three times regular gravity. Oh dang! Um, uh, and they tested the fertilization there as well. Um, and the um. The space-born newts, when they arrived, um, so like this this female that they had the the semen in, yeah, um, for a while, sent her up to space, um, had her kids, had her kids in space, brought them back down. They were completely fine. They were fertile. They were completely functioning newts. Nice. Nothing wrong with them at all. Uh, and that is the ribbed the sorry the Iberian ribbed Iberian newt. ribbed newt. Pretty My cool God. little dudes. Very cool. What do you got, Keo? Let me tell you. Talk to me about your article. I want to talk about the Tetris effect. Oh, yeah. Oh, All yeah. right. <clears throat> um, actually, the reason I was talking about this, or thinking about this rather, is because yeah. there was a game announced a couple of weeks back uh, by the same name about this phenomena, I assume. Um, so the Tetris effect, also known as Tetris syndrome, occurs when people devote so much time and attention to an activity that it begins to pattern their thoughts, mental images, and dreams. Takes the name, obviously, from the game Tetris. So people who played Tetris for a prolonged amount of time could find themselves thinking about ways different shapes in the real world can fit together, such as boxes uh, on a supermarket shelf, uh, like the buildings on a street, or even start hallucinating pieces being generated and falling into place on an invisible layout. So you're just walking down the street, and then you're like... Oh yeah, I should just just pick up this building, put it here, and then if and then just yeah. make a line of. This is when I like I play an RPG for like a week straight and don't talk to anybody, and then yeah. the first time I talk to somebody, it comes up with like dialogue dialogue options. options. Yeah. I'm like in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> if I say this, press X to doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, in this sense, the Tetris, Tetris effect is a form of habit. They might also dream about falling tetrominoes while drifting off to sleep or see images of falling tetrominoes at the edges of their visual fields or when they close their eyes. In this sense, the Tetris effect is a form of hypnagogic imagery. Also referred to as hypnagogic hallucinations is the experience of a transitional state from wakefulness to sleep. 
years. Yes. So this is not just limited to the game Tetris. Uh, there are lots of different uh, kind of examples that bear the same kind of resemblance. Um, sea legs, uh, when you kind of out at sea, uh, the oh, illusions yeah. of self-motion of like, oh, I'm at sea, yeah. uh, is this kind of Tetris effect where you're on solid ground, but you're imagining that you're floating around. Yeah, because you've been at sea for so long. In the dainty sea. Yeah. There's this poem called... It doesn't take long. I've had that. Have you really? Yeah. It's really? weird as hell. Yeah. Get it's like your when sea you're legs. On, a, on, your, on a, like a trampoline for a bunch of time and then you just like are on yeah, ground it's and it's like, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's this poem, Boots, uh, which describes like sea legs um, and it's like, taint so bad by day because of company, but night brings long streaks, strings of 40,000 million. Boots, 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 moving up and down again. There's no discharge in the war. I don't think that's about, that's about uh, repetitive visual experience during a route. Route march. Yeah. Uh, I do well, think the, that in the, in the way that the poem is written, there's like specific dashes, like so I think pauses in between certain yeah. words. So I think it's a very rhythmic kind of right. style of thing. As though you're applying yeah. the kind so of like, the march. So bad by, by day because, because of, of company. company. Yeah. Uh, duh, duh, boots, duh, boots, duh. boots, boots, moving up and down again is definitely a precursor to booty, 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 rocking everywhere. everywhere. Uh, I think we can all agree. Yeah. Um, Official position of the podcast. This is actually something that's happened to me. On the mental level, computer programming has resulted in dreams about coding. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, I, the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally, um, when I have like a big assignment or something and I like spend all night coding, I'll wake yeah. up. Uh, I did this for, I had this big Java assignment and I would like wake up and like the actions that I would do is like, uh, you know, <laughs> set James to awake or yeah. like something like I would just literally like think all these things of like how I was like getting up. That's, that's, it was mess. You need to not do. Yeah. Um, I need to not do those that. assignments the night before. Yeah. 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 Um, so the history of this term, um, the earliest known reference is in Jeffrey Goldsmith's article. This is your brain on Tetris. Um, and he essentially, you know, chronicled what this was. Um, there was actually studies done. Um, about how Tetris-like video games may prevent may help prevent the development of traumatic memories. If the video game treatment is played soon after the traumatic event, the preoccupation with Tetris shapes is enough to prevent the mental recitation of traumatic images, thereby decreasing the accuracy, intensity, and frequency of traumatic reminders. There's also, um, I was hearing, I don't know if it's here in the article, just skimming through, but like, People who, yeah, here it is, um, showed that people with anterograde amnesia, unable to form new declarative declarative memories, so basically unable to form memories mm. out of the things that occur. Um, also, after like playing the game in this like test uh, environment, reported dreaming of falling shapes after playing Tetris during the day, despite not being able to remember playing the game Tetris. Wow, that's interesting. So they reported like, oh yeah, I had this dream about these falling bl- blocks in like different shapes, um, almost exactly well, like the that's game That's really Tetris. interesting when you can, when you think about that in like the way that they study like how to prevent memory loss and that kind of thing. Right, exactly. I would open up like a whole lot list of questions if I was working on that kind of thing as, a, as the scientific mind that I am. Oh yeah. Absolutely. No, but that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Participants who played Tetris for 12 30-minute sessions did much better than the control group uh, in both the in both a paper pencil test version of spatial skills as well as computerized 
uh, a computerized version of the same test. Um, so yeah, basically, I think the conclusion we can draw from this is just go out and, and play Tetris. Play a bunch of Tetris. It's a great. It's still one of the best games of all time. It is very. It's a very good puzzle game. It's a fantastic, yeah. fantastic game. Um, I love it. I love it so much. Official position of the podcast. Love Tetris. Big Tetris fan. My favorite video game. Well, no, I can't. I can't commit to that. Ooh, what's your favorite game? What's my favorite game? Yeah. Uh, probably Star Wars: Dice of the Old Republic. Oh yeah, it's a good game. Very good. What game. about you? What's your favorite game? I. Oof, Welcome I, to our video game chat podcast. Yeah, we're, we're just talking is, about video games. We are going to do this now. What's your favorite game? Um, I really like either Paper Mario. Oh yeah, you're or, Nintendo boy. Mm, or Kingdom Hearts. Oh, fair enough. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. I can tell you what Riley's is. Dark Souls. Ooh. No. No. Oh. I've been trying. What do we got? I like Dark Souls. Dark Souls good, is a good game. game. It makes me very mad. Yeah. It makes um, everybody mad. Ocarina of Time. Yes. Ah, oh, fair enough. Good game. Yeah. There you go. It's just, it's, yeah. What's your favorite game of this year? This year? Oh, I haven't finished God of War yet. God of War is my favorite I'm game of this year. I'm assuming that by the time I'm finished, it's so good. How about you, Riles? Have you played anything new this year? Dark Souls Remastered. <laughs> fair. There you go. Look fair. Zane, your favorite game? I see him playing Civilization Six a lot. There you go. I do play Civilization Six a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't play many games. Mm. Honestly, my favorite board game, of my my favorite computer game of all time, is a digital version of Scrabble. Huh. So, well, what great. do you play on tabletop Words simulator? With friends. Words with friends. Words no with friends one is... will play with me on Words with Friends. Oh, we, 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 do. Play we, play with we all play with each we other. Are the biggest right. Words with Friends. You're fan. all uh, okay. I'll see how long it takes for me to drive you away. All right. Good. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Words Ladies with and gentlemen, acquaintance. this is the last episode of Unfinished Articles. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the first I did episode. We were recording for like Words that. with Friends podcast that we started oh, starting. How good would that be? Let's have a Words with Friends podcast. I have no idea what well, form yeah, or shape what would it would take. All right, you at come all. back next week and you it report just, to us. It would just be a let's play Words with Friends. Every just week. Screaming at it. Screaming at each other, but it's one move of the per bullsh- week. Bullshit word. So it's <laughs> the first week. It's like I play Tetris. The first word down, and then next week, uh, I play uh, it. It <laughs> on the I triple letter. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be a great. It'd be like a twenty-second podcast. <laughs> this is what we played this week. I love it. Oh my word. <sighs> Let's vote for yep. the winner of this oh, show. Yeah, the podcast. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, radio. Well, I, I really like. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no you know, please. I was gonna say I went first. So, James. Okay. Um, I. Oh, let's recap. You did. I did Tetris effect. Tetris effect. Iberian ribbed newt. And I did toilet paper orientation. <laughs> what a cool episode we did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Ooh, I liked the toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing that. It's so yeah. detailed. We got so passionate about it. Was it was very passionate, very detailed. There was good chats had about toilet yeah. paper. It is. How about you, Riles? Yeah. Yeah, it's toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. I'm also going to vote for toilet paper. You can't. You know this. I'm doing it. No, no, no. You can't stop. What like would it. you vote for? All right. <laughs> I vote for Tetris. <laughs> yeah, I'm, kidding, I'm, I'm kidding. also voting for Tetris. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, yeah, I'll vote for Tetris. Yeah. I think. Um, that's Tetris really- wins. Hey. <laughs> no. Um, there well, you go. There you go. Toilet paper orientation. Whoa. Well, that's great. Toilet paper orientation for episode 24. But gentlemen, next week, what a special episode we have. Yeah, we have my sister coming on the, the show. The delightful Elizabeth Kehoe. It's true. Liz Kehoe herself, she's coming in. Coming in. Um, it's very exciting. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun with that one. Good lad. Uh, good lad. Good, one of the boys. boys. Yeah. Uh, one she's... of the gents. Ah. Alrighty. The better Kehoe, I think we can <laughs> all agree. <laughs> um, do you agree? I do agree. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what you're agreeing to? 
uh, the, that she's the best here. Oh, God, I thought yeah, you did. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. No, I would agree to anything. I just... No, yeah, we're, she's going to come in um, and we're going to talk about a bunch of... Uh, we're going to do what we usually do with guests and probably have bully some, her a little have bit. Have some fun. Probably Have not. some fun. Have some fun. Um, until then, you can uh, listen to this episode. Uh, well, you're currently listening to this, so congratulations to Woo, you. But you can listen to that one when it comes out and every... Uh, other episode that has come out previously on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or any other good podcatcher of your choice. Um, we've indeed. got some social media, don't we, boys? We do. Yes, indeed. We've got Instagram, where you can find us under Unfeatured Articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, where you can find us at Unfe- Unfeatured Pod. And Facebook, we are Unfeatured Articles. Uh, www.facebook forward slash Unfeatured Articles. Facebook.com forward slash Unfeatured Articles. Yeah, that one. You yeah. fucked it. Uh, you fucked it. Well, Let's do the podcast over again. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We'll yeah. uh, <laughs> cut this one here. Uh, we are a part of That's Not Canon Productions. Thank you so much for having us on the network. Yeah. You can um, find a lot of other good uh, That's Not Canon shows uh, on the network website. as well. Uh, and then they fucked. Musical Sort Me Everything I Know. James's Bad Podcast. My, My songs, songs Suck. suck. Um, and our theme song is Purgatory and Friends by Kevin McLeod. Indeed. That'll do it for us, folks. I think and it will. Until next time, Bye. browse responsibly. Bork, bork, hello. Bork, bork, hi. You know what you need to be doing? You need to be listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories, dog breeds, dog tips and tricks, dog puns, dog jokes. Dog everything. out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.